Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of Truth Revival. Today's going to be a duo of sorts, dynamic duo, Roman and nationwide. So, uh, Paul, how are you today? Good, man. You? Could you believe the traffic in town? Uh, dude, listen, we're the best kept secret. That's not a secret anymore. Hey, <laughs> Teleco Plains, baby. If you uh, want a great little town to experience, visit. Teleco Plains is a great place. So, uh, yeah, the secret's out. Um, <laughs> and also the Teleco Plains Bakery. Boy, wouldn't that be great if, if they would sponsor us, right? I'm going to talk to Stu. Because, mm. listen, there was like 100 people in there this morning, and there were only five locals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These people were from everywhere, and they, they were driving Porsches. Incredible. And, and motorcycles. So. Everybody's like, oh, well, you're just a little mountain. No, it's a it's a monster opportunity for ministry. This is not a, a paid advertisement or anything like that, but uh, Tilico Grains Bakery, a phenomenal place, just a well-kept little secret. Um, be sure to go check that out. All of our truth seekers, our folks listening to Truth Revival. Uh, today, what we're going to be talking about in today's episode comes right out of Scripture. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13, and here's how it is commonly misquoted that God won't put more on you than you can bear. You ever heard that saying, Paul? That's ridiculous. Because if he did do that, you wouldn't need him. And here's the deal. We all need him. We're all in desperate need of Savior. So let's uh, let's see uh, what it actually says. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. You see, Paul, I think what you just said right there is important for us to understand. As individuals, what we are seeking is comfort. Would you agree? I would agree. Especially in today's society where when it gets cold outside, we have a heater that we can turn on. Most of us don't even have to build a fire anymore. Um, (laughs) That's true. We don't have to hunt and forage for our food. We can just go to the fridge for our goodies. Mm. You know, if it's hot outside, we we turn on the air. You know the old saying, don't you, Rome? What's that? Good times make weak men. Ooh. And hard times make strong men. Mm. That's for real. Well, we could almost kind of, you know, overlay <laughs> that in the scripture right here. Yeah. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. You see, in our pursuit of comfort, we're actually becoming weaker. Mm. I heard an old saying one time, Paul, and it said, would you rather be a warrior in a garden or a gardener in a war? I would rather train myself and, as the um, Apostle Paul said, bring my body into subjection and be a gardener. Yes. And not have to fight those battles. But if I if I had to, 
I'm, I'm able. I'm ready. I'm able. Yeah. Then be a gardener and not be able to fight those battles, you know, not be able to. So, so spiritually, you know, as, as, in our pursuit of comfort, it, we are almost becoming weaker spiritually. And so when, when things happen in our life, we instantly say, God, why did this happen? Yeah. Why are you allowing this to happen to me, God? Look at the verse before that, Rome. In verse 12, it says, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. You know, the, the trouble with, with this generation of comfort, and we think we've arrived. We're good. I've made it. I'm comfortable. Everything's good. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't have to, I don't have to try. I don't have to work. I don't have to do anything. But here's the thing about it. When we grow, it requires us leaving familiar things behind. Right. And when we and when we are familiar with things, and th- we get comfortable. And when we get comfortable, that's when we get dangerous. You think about the children of Israel. In this same, he's talking about in this same text over in Numbers. If you look in Numbers twenty five, they were starting to worship Baal at Peor. They were living uh, in Shittim, and the people began to whore with the daughter of Moab. And they were inviting people to the sacrifices of their gods, and they were bowing down and worshiping him. Mm. And finally, this this one guy, uh, I think his name was Phineas, if I'm correct, one of the he saw one of the sons of Israel bring this prostitute into the into the holy temple, into the place where they were meeting at. And he was like, he went in there and he killed them both. And he's like, no, you're not going to bring this comfort and sin into our camp. We're not dealing with it. And what does the Bible say? By them getting comfortable, they had been fed by the spiritual rock. They had been led by the cloud. They drank the water. They were provided for in the supernatural. The Bible says it was Christ following them. They knew what was going on. He was provided for them. They were in the land of plenty with him being their guide, and they got lazadaisical. They got comfortable, and they got tempted, and they were overtaken. And how many people died there? 23,000 fell in a single day because they disobeyed God because they got comfortable and they let temptation take over them when they had a way of escape with them there at that very moment. To think that we could just question God or God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? Imagine if when we're going through trials, if we knew this again, Romans eight twenty eight, that all things work together for good to them that love God, who are called according to his purpose if we know that God is working all things for our good, when these things happen, we need, again, we hide the word of God in our heart so that we'll not sin against the Lord. We must be in that spiritual mindset, but there's no temptation taking this such as common to man, but God is faithful. When you undergo temptation and hardship, what if you said, God, I trust you. God, yeah. I, I trust you. And I don't understand why this is happening, but Lord, I trust you. And, and, and yes, I mean, I guess... You know, share your heart with God if you don't understand, but but to to begin questioning God and God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? And God, I can't listen. I've been guilty of that before, Paul. And the Word of God is it gives me a spiritual rebuke or spiritual correction. Like we should not be questioning God in that manner. But so it's faith that pleases the Lord, not smart aleck remarks, no. not not witty comments back to God, but it's. It's faith. And so we say, God, I trust you for God is faithful and he will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. God knows 
your limits and he knows my limits. Yeah. And Paul, whenever you uh, run them basketball boys and they think they're going to die, <laughs> but you know what's coming. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it no more. I quit. I quit. Yeah. And they just think <laughs> they, uh, again, that's, what do they say? Uh, what is, um, what do they say pain is? Pain is weakness leaving the body. Yeah, pain is weakness leaving the body, yeah. I've, I had, it's been a long time since I heard that. But, yeah. but Hebrews 4.15, it says that we have not a great high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Sometimes we think God doesn't understand. Yes, he does understand. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says to wit or to wonder that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Isn't that amazing? Mm. Let's think about what that means. So so people think, oh, God doesn't understand. God. We see God was in Christ. And Hebrews 4.15 says that Christ was tempted like we were tempted, yes. yet he remained without sin. Right. So God being in Christ was with Christ when Christ was tempted. And because... Christ endured, God endured, God maintained his perfection and his holiness, but he understands. Yes. He understands the temptation. And when we fall, listen, thank God for grace. Thank God for mercy. Hallelujah. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So when you're tempted God knows your limits, but we also need to realize that God is trying to grow us. He's trying to push us. And Paul, you've quoted this time and time again, moving from glory to glory to glory. Like God, hopefully in our spiritual life, we are pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. It's easy to regress. Yes. And it's easy to become docile. It's easy to get comfortable. And yeah, you're right. That's... And when we get comfortable, you know what happens? We get we get weak. Mm. And uh, I've got a great quote right here. Will you read that quote about hardship, Paul, or the, the, the scripture about hardship? Do you have that? Yeah, 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 5, it says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. Lest he strive for what, what the creator's charges to do. And, and really, to not become lack or comfortable, we have to remain in his word. He says in Revelations, if we remain faithful to the end, we will be saved. Mm -hmm. He says, guard yourself. You know, the, the wicked ones coming to tempt you, to test you. But if you will remain in me and remain in my word, and it's like you said earlier, um, if you're training for something, you've got to stay focused on what will get you better. And if you don't, you're just going to – you can't say, hey, I'm going to go out and play basketball for a full 32 minutes and run up and down this court wide open the whole game if I haven't prepared myself. you got, you got to – in the preparation process – in the practice, a lot of kids say, why are we practicing like this, coach? Yeah. Why, you you got to keep your mind focused. You know Kobe Bryant used to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning? Mm. 
Mamba, Black Mamba. Yeah. And it's sad that Kobe was taken from us at such a young age. But, you know, the the, the great athletes, they, ha- they have a drive. They have a... They have ambition. Um, they are intrinsically motivated because they have something that they want to achieve. Yeah. Well, well, Scripture says, you know, press toward the mark of the high calling God in Christ Jesus, looking unto Jesus. Yes. The author and finisher of our faith, looking unto him, knowing that in the end, we'll see God in the flesh, that we'll be, you know, in the presence of the Lord and so shall we ever be. But, uh, you know, we're talking about enduring this hardship, you know, not succumbing to the temptations of the world, not becoming lax or comfortable, but you know, staying in the battle. You know, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. So is a man with his friends that that the word of God is sharpened the two edged sword that it's a discerner yes. of the hearts. Man, oh, man. Being, just because we get saved doesn't mean that we've now entered into this life of, of luxury now. Yeah. Listen to what this says, Rome, in verse 7. It says, Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink. Listen to this. They sat down to eat and drink, feasting on him, and they rose up to play. Listen, that's where we are right now. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. They, they sat down to eat and drink and partake of the manna of the Father, and they rose up to play. What the Bible's talking about here is when they rose up, they forgot what they just sat down and ate and drank. They forgot, and they went and worshiped Baal. They went and made golden calves. They got comfortable. They, they, it, and here's how we get comfortable. We, we think everything's good, and then we quit reading our Bible. We quit praying. We quit seeking him, and all of a sudden, that that enemy what does the bible say it says he's a roaring lion going to and fro seeking whom he can devour and what are the, what are those devour they devour on the weak they go after the weak and when when you're not sustained in in what he's called us to do in fellowship with him you're weak and your mind starts to wander mm. and, and then you start to doubt and, and and then when you start to doubt you kind of get a little fearful of things so you approach things a, a little different and again, the Bible combats that with First uh, Timothy seven. He didn't give us spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Oh, man. He's our sound mind, but without him, we don't have a sound mind. And that's where the enemy prays and attacks is in our mind. Because if he can convince us in our mind that we're not good enough, if he can convince us in our mind that we not we're not being bought by the blood of the Lamb, if that grace and mercy hasn't been poured out and established in us, if he can convince us of those things, we will turn and worship and be idolatrous. That's who we'll be. Because our mind has to be, what does the word say? Stayed on him. Mm, yeah, I like Stayed that. Stayed on him. Constant reminder that he is, he was, and he will be because he chose me. He chose me. I didn't choose him. He chose me because here's the deal. Why Why would we idolater against the one who chose us? He chose you, Rome. How did he choose you? Because he knocked on your heart door. You didn't go knocking on his door. He knocked on your heart door because no man answers him unless he knocks on his heart's door. Woo. You getting fired up. (laughs) Hallelujah to the lamb, man. Mm, So good. So again, you know, I'll be honest, you know, we all look 
Why, why do we fight wars? That's the question. Mm. Why, why do we fight wars? I'll tell you why we fight wars. We fight wars for peace. Yeah. Every man longs for peace in his life. But there are times that we can have this false sense of security that, and, and we may be deceived by the enemy. We may think that our jobs are important. We may think that having a lot of money in our bank accounts important. Mm. And, you know, there may be some people who, who are here and you're like, well, you know, Roman, you're kind of talking about, you know, bringing your body into subjection. We may think that that physical fitness is important. That beauty is important. You know, all that stuff is vanity. Yes. We're talking about spiritual. Spiritual. So let me, uh, let me read this one little quote. It says, hard work is good for you and should not be avoided. Our culture has vilified anything that is hard or challenging as bad. That's sad because our natural cells grow through hard work. Yes. But they atrophy when things are too easy. Yes. That word atrophy is a fancy word for they grow weaker. Yeah. They begin to kind of shrink. And you see the one who mm. the one who made us, <laughs> Paul, true, man. the one who designed us, he's aware of that. Yes. Aware. I mean, we've discovered it through science. But you see God knows. And so think about this, when you seek the easy path spiritually, things are too easy, you're not going to grow in that. No. You, not at all. You're going to get comfortable, you're going to get lazy, you're going to grow weaker, and you see God is trying to raise you up. God is is trying to you know, push you and ch- so that you can continue to build his kingdom. There's a, there's an enemy out there, Paul, that's, that's warring and fighting against you. Be not entangled with the things of this world anymore. That's what Timothy says. Listen to what this says down here. We're talking about fleeing from idolatry. I've lost my place. I got so excited. It says, therefore, my beloved, this is verse 14 after the one we're talking about flee from idolatry. I speak as to sensible people judge for yourself. What I say, the cup of blessing that we bless when I read this, I thought about our podcast about about the cups. Is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? Are we not participating in him? How can we turn from this when we're partaking of something so intimate? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread we who are many are one body, for we all partake of one bread. Consider the people of Israel are not those who eat the sacrifices, participants at the altar. And it says, what, what do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything or that an idol is anything? No, I imply that what pagans sacrifice, they offer to demons and not to God. Ooh. Hey, that that's for real. They offer to demons, not to God. This idolatry that we're flirting with, this thing where we sit down and we eat and partake and we rise up and play, it's serious business. And I think a lot of us in the spiritual, there's times when we do it. Let's just be real. You know, hey, we're not just up here hammering on this podcast. You're wrong. You're wrong. Look, we're living our life, too. We're trying to figure it out. We're seeking the Father. And there's times when I sit down and eat and partake and rise up and play. I know that. Like, for the last two weeks, I'm going to just be dead honest with you here on the podcast. For the last two weeks, my mind has been bombarded with foolishness, with ungodly thoughts, ungodly things. And I'm thinking, man, what is going on? 
about three days ago, I'm like, and I'm fighting, you know, I'm scraping, I'm clawing, I'm listening to my Bible every day. I'm doing my stuff, you know, doing whatever good Christian ought to do. And I'm just like, my God, I can't make it. I'm struggling here. This is stupid. And and, I, and I'm thinking if I get pinned up in a corner, I'm liable to do whatever and just be dumb, you know? And I'm like, I'm to come out swinging. Look, I'm, I'm serious, man. I'm, I mean, and then in a moment, the Lord said, get in my word more because I listen to my, I listen to my plan every day, four or five chapters a day. I read my devotion, get in my word more. And I thought, okay. So I started digging and I started reading. And then, then you sent this, this first Corinthians 10, 13. And when I read that, I'm like, my God, my God, he knows where we are <laughs> and he knows what he needs because here's how he knows because he chose us. Woo! Glory to God. He chose us and he said, I'll make a way of escape. And that way of escape is me. Yeah. Me. Jesus. Mm. And and you see, that's the thing, man. Like when here's Paul, our wives are not the enemy. Mm -mm. And if we got any women out there, listen, your husband is not the enemy. Come on. That coworker that you hate. Oh God, help us. Is not the enemy. (laughs) Listen, we're teleco people. Oh God! And and Madisonville's like the sworn enemy of teleco. The dark side, as Chuck Wilkie says. <laughs> Madisonville <laughs> is not the enemy. Flesh and blood is not the enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm. But you know what? There's uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. Rulers of darkness that wants to come against your family, your children, and a lot of times. You know, we think, well, you know what? I if, if I can fight this carnal battle, I'll, I I can fight these. Listen, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're spiritual. Yes. And so we have to build up the spirit man. Yes. And we may be great on the outside, and how many people look great on the outside? You know, the, like I said, they're building up this this kingdom on the outside. They're they're uh, white like their walls are white like a sepulcher, but inside they're full of dead men's bones. And so when that temptation comes. Oh, man, Mm. the enemy just has a field day, wrecking hearts, wrecking homes, destroying lives, taking joy, uh, destroying people's peace. Holy moly, it's getting getting real up in here today. Mm. God has not tempted you above that which you are able, but he will with the temptation make a way of escape, and that way of escape is Jesus Christ because he was tempted in all points that we were tempted, and Scripture says, he remained without sin, and now, 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 there's gonna there's gonna come that you know people are gonna say, well, if I'm a Christian, does that mean that I can no longer sin? Mm. You, let me tell you something. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna have slip ups, because as the Bible says in Psalms one hundred three fourteen, He knows our frame. He knows that we are but dust. Think about that, Paul. Mm. He knows our frame. Oh, yeah. Because there's times whenever whenever I get too hard on myself. Yeah. And I sin and I make a mistake. And just like the apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 7, the things that I don't want to do. I do them anyway. I find myself doing. Yeah. And the things that I want to do, it's like a, the, the strength and the will is not within me. Yeah. But thanks be unto God which gives us the victory 
always gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. You see, there's victory in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to also, um, this is something that I was going to try to share a little bit earlier. You know, it, if, and, there, and, there, and see, here's the thing, here's what the enemy's going to do. The enemy's going to mess with your mind, and the enemy's going to cause you to think that it's God who's up there like, you know, he got you, he got you like Pinocchio, like a puppet on a string, and it's God who's manipulating your life, and it's God who's God's trying you, and God's tempting you, and all these other things. But but again, spiritually, we have to discern that God is trying to grow us. Oh, you about made me spew my coffee, Rome. Uh, that God is God is trying to strengthen us. Yes, James chapter one, verse number thirteen. Let. Oh, wow, good grief. I can. I just got to read verse number 12. Just throw that thing and run. I know you're wanting to. James 1, 12. <laughs> it says, blessed is the man that endures temptation. Mm. Paul, when you endure, yes. you're blessed. Mm. Yes. For when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, mm. which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Yes. What a day that's going to be, man. Tried by fire with that dross to come to the top and scraped off, man. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Truth Revival is brought to you by Senior Lopez Mexican Grill, 105 Mechapike, Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Paul, why don't you tell our listeners what's happening at Senior Lopez? Hey, take the family down Monday night for trivia, 6.30 to 7.30. Tuesday is my favorite day. Tuesday is Teleco Spirit Tuesday, where 10% of all proceeds go to the town of Teleco Plains, Rome, which is a great idea, and I love that. Bingo, Thursday night at 6.30, and Saturday night is live music from 6.30 to 8.30, so take the family down, relax, have a great meal, where the food is fresh and the family is welcome. Come home for dinner at Senor Lopez. And now, the continuation of Truth Revival. Let no man say when he's tempted. See here, it's in here for a reason because this is where the, the, the heart tends to naturally go. Yes. We wanna we wanna find an excuse and we wanna try to place blame on somebody. And again, you know, us being, you know, carnal, we wanna blame the spiritual father because it's like, well, hey, I know God is uh all powerful. I know God is all knowing. And if God's in control of everything, then God is allowing this to happen. And why is God allowing this to happen to me? Why did God allow this circumstance? Why did God allow this event in my life? Mm. Again, I've got to quote my man, Tony Evans. He said, <laughs> he said, whenever, whenever you experience times of suffering, that is God's invitation to draw you closer to him. Because you see, scripture tells us to deny ourselves. Pick up the cross and follow after him. Mm. When we live, we we now live for the glory of God. Amen. We're not living for our pleasure, Paul. Right. I mean, I don't I don't want this to sound offensive to you, but it's also offensive to me. We are not saved to now make memories at Disney every year. Right. We're not saved to take our family to Dollywood right, and have family vacations and family memories. Those things are all well and good. Mm -hmm. We are now saved 
for the kingdom's sake. Yes. We're not our own. We've been bought with a price. Yes. So we must glorify God in our flesh. To We live for the Lord. Yeah. Right? That's a whole nother podcast. Good grief. But, <laughs> but let no man say when he is tempted that he's tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither he tempteth any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust mm. and enticed. We're just dust, Paul. We're, we're, God, knows who are, who, God knows we're weak. Amen. And we're living in this sinful world, and we're, we're going to be tempted. Yeah. We're going to be enticed. That's like whenever, if you ever um, go through Cleveland mm. from time to time and you smell uh, that Eminem Mars plant. Yeah. And you, oh, yeah. You, you can smell that chocolate. <laughs> Little Debbie's down there, too. Little Debbie, you know, you can, you can, you can smell it in the air. I know. And, and boy, if you're, if you're not careful, you'll, you'll start having that desire. Yeah. You know, it's like the enemy does that sometimes. There'll be a scent in the air. Yeah. Or there'll be a little temptation in your heart or there'll be something come on TV or something come on the radio and you know what we'll do? Ooh. Yeah. And we'll, we'll pursue after it. That's true. Every man is tender when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived. Lust brings forth sin, and sin. No, no, Rome, easy. When it's finished, oh man, this is for real. Here's the thing: sin. Sometimes sin will take hold of you, Paul, and you'll get in that game. Yeah, and sin, and you'll be done with sin. But sin will say, "I'm not done with you." Exactly. Gosh, man, that's good. You see, sometimes we get in, we get into sin, and sin won't let us go. Yeah. It'll take hold in our life. It'll take deep roots in our life. And sin, when it's finished, it brings forth death. Mm. The only hope that we have for mm. overcoming sin is the redeeming work of Christ. Amen. That's the only hope that we have. Mm. Unless we want the death, the fallout, the hurt, the pain, the divorce, the yelling, the screaming. The, the the stealing of our the our, division uh, the division yeah the enemy's come to steal kill and destroy yeah and we're seeing it in our world right now but Christ came that you might have life and more abundantly hey we didn't partake of the blood and the bread for nothing hey who doesn't want <laughs> more abundant life that's like whenever you go to McDonald's and you're ordering your meal and they said would you like to upsize <laughs> would you like to go large? You know, most people are like, yes. As a matter of fact, I would. They, they, they hit the button. Ba-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Would you? Would you like to enhance that? You know, that's like whenever you go. Like, I mean, I talked about Disney World earlier and, and Dollywood. You know, now they've got these fast pass things. Mm. You've got the option. In other words, you're paying to pass people up. It, you, <laughs> you've got the option for the regular experience, but oh. I, I know for me, like if somebody entices me with a premium experience is like mm, oh man i'm game let's go I'll, yeah hey i'll go for that upgrade <laughs> well think god christ came that you might have life yes and have it more abundantly listen man and, and here's the thing paul here's the thing though <laughs> that price has been paid for hallelujah the yes. price for your abundant life has been paid for. Yes. You don't have to do anything extra. You just have to receive it in Jesus' name and walk in the word. Amen. We just celebrated Passover. Walk he in paid victory. for it. He's paid for it. Yes. Hallelujah. Whew. 
holy cow, this is going to be a quick episode today. So uh, I feel like I could go. I feel like I could go on and on. But man, oh man, uh, Paul, bring us to a close here. Listen, uh, talking about all this idolatry and 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 being enticed and drawn away. Listen, you've got to understand. The word says he is faithful. The ver- read the verse one more time. Read the verse one more time, please. Which one? Uh, verse First Corinthians ten thirteen. What we're talking about today. Read it one more time before okay. I close. Okay. We've got to understand who who he is and what he's about. There has no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. And and again, I just I just can't stop on this. You know what that means, Paul? Some people think I'm the only one. Yeah, I'm the only one going through this. No. Yeah. It's common to man. Yeah. We, we all go through things. There's no temptation. It's, plur- taking it's plural there. It's not singular. Such is common to man. <laughs> but God is faithful. Mm. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. Yes. But will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Consider this. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 7. And if he rescued righteous lot greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked we are in the middle of that for as that righteous man lived among them day after day it's possible to live in this world and serve a holy god he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard then the lord knows how to save and rescue the godly from trials Let me say it again. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. This is so good. Revelation 3, because you have kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold fast to what you have so that no one may seize your crown. Jesus is returning. Paul, you want to go for another hour? I could, man. I'm <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready. Dude. <laughs> but hey, we're going to cut it a little bit short today. It's episode 17, Truth Revival. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show. Share it with your neighbors, your friends. And also check us out on Facebook at Truth Revival 37385. Paul and I are going to try to start putting out weekly content on our Facebook page. It's taking us a little while to kind of get ourselves built up here, but we're ready to rock and roll. So, um, and we got some guests coming too from, from not, not around, like out of state people that I've. It, we got some we got some cool people coming. Happening. So pass the word, Truth Revival. We're we're coming. <laughs>